I think this is a great series, this, I believe. And when, uh, when Alan and Sarah put out the invitation for people to uh, sign up, I foolishly said, uh, thinking I wouldn't be picked. You know, I could say something about music, something that I really believe in, in, in terms of my religious life. And, well, be more careful, you know, what I'll do from now on. But, but uh, they, they said, sure, go ahead. So, uh, um, oh yeah, I better put on the right glasses. So I See, I'm, um, I've always been a manuscript preacher. I admire you folks who can just kind of get out there and, and say it without anything in front of you. I, I, I would ramble too much, and I'd forget what the great things I was going to say, you know, so I, 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 I keep this in front of me. Uh, this is not a sermon, right? This is not a sermon. This is, this is a, something that I believe. And my fear in, in starting to put this together is, is this something people are going to connect with, or is this just something that, that, that is for me? Um, so I, I hope that this will relate to you in some way. I was encouraged to see a lot of hands go up when, when Alan asked how many people uh, like music and find, find music spiritual. So it'll be a little bit interactive at times, too. So here we go. We hear a lot here at Hope Gateway about three things. And I'm going to have you uh, help me remember what they are. The first thing is doing... Yes. yes, good. And the second thing is loving. Yes. And the third thing is walking. Very good. Now that is what we're about here. Because that is very important. That's walking the walk. That's living our life. But there's also another need that we have, and it's also addressed here too. It's something uh, Mary Jane is particularly focused on, and that is finding what keeps us going what gives us our spiritual underpinnings so that we can be about the work of doing justice and loving kindness and walking the walk, walking humbly. There is a, a wonderful line from E.B. White, you know, Charlotte's Web, Stuart Little, that E.B. White, and uh, it, it's, been, it's been put out there in various wordings, but, but this is essentially what he says. I arise in the morning torn between a desire to improve or save the world and a desire to enjoy or savor the world. This makes it hard to plan my day. <laughs> I feel that tension. And because the two things that have defined my religious life in important ways are first, working for justice, and second, being inspired by music. You can call it a journey outward and a journey inward. Saving the world, that's the journey outward. That's working for justice. Savoring the world, that's the journey inward. That's letting life, the gifts of life, nurture us. Justice is love distributed evenly and fairly so everyone has what they need. Music, for me, is love made audible. It is the primary way God speaks to me. After, uh, after 42 years of, uh, of preaching, you call it more than 50, I guess, if you include my embarrassing high school experiments, uh, I'm finally starting to come to an understanding of what it means to me to speak about God. 
God is, for me, that life energy that allows everything to be what it can be. And that divine energy, I think, finds its fullest expression in love. I believe in what leads me to the divine, what leads me to love, because aren't they the same thing? Now let me clarify for a moment what I mean by I believe. And I've, I got great help in this from Marcus Borg some years ago, when he said, when you say I believe, you're not talking about what you are thinking. I believe two, two plus two equals four. You are talking about something else. He says to say I believe is I give my heart to. I commit myself to that. It's a matter of emotion, a matter of passion, a matter of commitment. I give my heart to the work of justice. And what keeps me going in doing that is the healing and empowering miracle of music. And I give my heart to that also. King David in the Old Testament gave his heart to music, we are told. And he gave his heart to some other things too, but we won't go into that today. <laughs> Our book of Psalms is attributed to King David. Now in the old New England tradition of uh, the way they learned hymns before they had hymn books with printed, printed notes and so forth in them, the way they learned hymns was what they called lining out, lining out hymns. So let's do that with Psalm 150, because I think that's a pretty good scripture connection with this gift of music. Um, I will we'll do a, a sort of a simple sung version, because Psalms really should be sung. Uh, a simple pattern, just sort of one note at a time for, for each line, and we'll kind of go up the scale. So let's give that a try. I'll sing it, you repeat it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise God in the mighty firmament. Praise God in the mighty firmament. Praise God for mighty deeds. Praise God for mighty deeds. Praise God, supreme greatness. Praise God, supreme greatness. Praise God with trumpets. Praise God with trumpets. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and flutes. Praise God with strings and flutes. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise God. Let everything that breathes praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well done. A few weeks ago, Liz sent out in the Daily GPS words of her friend John DeCat of the Hanuman, who performed here. Some of you have heard them. Here's a portion of those words that really struck me. It acts like love music. It reaches out and touches our faith and tries to tell us God's promise that everything, 
all of it. Everything will be okay. No matter what, it will be okay. It tells the feet. You don't have to be so burdened. It helps us to forgive. It acts like love. All is music. All is music. It acts like love. All this music. Throughout my life, music, more than anything else, has kept me connected with the divine. The joy and inspiration I receive through great music inspires me to keep going, to try to use my energy to walk the walk and serve Christ with my deeds. It is through music that I'm able to give thanks to my Creator for the gifts of life. It is through music that I can pray, and as St. Augustine put it so well, whoever sings prays twice. Did you know that Albert Einstein, the great theoretical physicist, was also a violinist? Sometimes he even performed music at scientific gatherings for his colleagues. In his biography of Einstein, Walter Isaacson wrote about a time he gave a lecture to colleagues and said, it will perhaps be pleasanter and more understandable if instead of making a speech, I play a piece for you on the violin. He proceeded to play a sonata of Mozart. Isaacson writes, what Einstein appreciated in Mozart and Bach was the clear architectural structure that made their music seem like his own favorite scientific theories plucked from the universe rather than composed. What a great phrase, plucked from the universe, indicating that music is something primordial that springs out of the deepest and dearest core of existence as a gift from God. The great conductor Bruno Walter put it a little more poetically, music's wordless gospel proclaims in a universal language what the thirsting human soul is seeking beyond this life. Music connects us to the divine and speaks to us in a way that words alone can't do. Music ignites our passion and calls us to life. Music is the language of God. My Old Testament professor, Harold Beck, liked to say, God did not speak creation into existence. God sang creation into existence. Let there be light, let there be light. Beethoven was listening and he plucked it from the universe. <laughs> Rhythm and pulsation are the heartbeat of life. When you hear a beat, you want to move to its rhythm. Even I, who, as to much to Evelyn's dismay, all my life have felt awkward when it comes to dancing and, and steadfastly refuse most of the time to do that, <laughs> sometimes just need to move to the music. And uh, Sam and I are the only guys in an exercise class uh, who moves to music, so that at least gives me some opportunity to do that. 
God's creative energy is also expressed, along with pulsation, in tones that we can string together horizontally and then stack up vertically. Music can express many different kinds of moods and emotions. We have music for putting kids to sleep. We have music for keeping us awake on the highway. We have mellow music for romantic occasions. What would worship be without music? In worship, music can help us feel our emotions, whether they are serene or passionate. Music can release tears, which are healing and comforting. Singing is a way we participate together in worship. Music can help to ground our, uh, our bodies in God. And uh, they're not here for me to embarrass, but uh, I just, uh, every time Patsy and Matt are here, and you see them sort of arm in arm swaying with the music, it just makes me smile. I think it's, it's wonderful. It's grounding our bodies in music. Think of the many kinds of music that touch us. One person is moved by hillbilly, another is moved by Handel. One is touched by rock, and another by Rachmaninoff. I enjoy all kinds of music, and not just classical, I enjoy gospel music, folk, Andean music like Inti Ilimani, Ladysmith Black Mombasa, South Africa, barbershop music, there's close harmony of barbershop singing, I love that. Uh, I confess that I do not have much of an appreciation for rap and hip-hop. But I would support including it here in worship if, uh, if we had people who could do it well and, uh, if it spoke, and if it spoke to us. Next week. <laughs> you heard it. Thank you. I'll make it a point to miss next week. <laughs> no, no, that's not true because, because you never know how God might be speaking to you. And I'm open to... To, to the idea that God could speak to me, and I think probably has, actually, through rap and hip-hop. It's like Emily Dickinson, the, uh, the great American poet, the Belle of Amherst. She put it so, so well. The soul should always stand ajar, ready to welcome the ecstatic experience. My favorite 20th century opera is St. Francis of Assisi by Olivier Messiaen. I bet there's nobody else here who knows that opera. <laughs> oh, Eve Evelyn, only because she's been forced to hear it. <laughs> but my favorite part of that opera is right near the end, when the angel musician says to Francis, Ah, God dazzles us by excess of truth. Music carries us to God in default of truth. Thou speakest to God in music, God is going to answer thee in music. Know the joy of the blessed by gentleness of color and melody, and may there be opened to thee the secrets of glory. Listen to this music that suspends life from the ladders of heaven. Listen to the music of the unseen. I think that's what music is. 
a way that God suspends life from the ladders of heaven. It's what connects me to the divine. It's what calls me to life so that I can go into the world and try to make a difference. That's what I believe. I wonder if there's an amen out there anywhere. Amen. amen. Okay. Then I think it's time for us to sing. And I've got to commend Kelly because he has, on pretty short notice, mastered uh, one of the old traditional hymns of the church. And uh, I think many of you will know the tune and can follow the words on the screen. So let's stand and join together. So happy. 